It's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. Warren Buffett, quote of the day. Good morning. Today is 21 January 2022, episode two of the Special Situation Investing Podcast, where we summarize and value current stock investment opportunities. Today's analysis covers Vector Group, or VGR, a third-tier cigarette manufacturing company and holder of high-end residential real estate, which spun out Douglas Elliman Inc., or Doug for the ticker symbol, on 29 December 2021. VGR offered the following reason for the Doug spinoff, clarified capital structure, greater alignment between the individual companies and their shareholder base, streamline management incentives, and finally, to unlock value by recognizing the distinct business lines of the two separate companies. Parent Company VGR's primary line of business is cigarette manufacturing. The company sells 123 bottom-shelf brands through Liggett Group, which include Pyramid, Eve, Grand Prix, Liggett Select, and Eagle 20s, as well as private label and distributor exclusive brands. In 2002, Vector acquired the Medallion Company, Inc., which is known as Vector Tobacco and is a discount cigarette manufacturer selling deep discount cigarette products. VGR's secondary business is real estate, which it operates through New Valley Realty, a wholly owned subsidiary of Vector Group Limited. New Valley participates in the real estate business through ownership interest in several high-end residential properties across the U.S., with primary focus on the New York City metropolitan area. The Spinoff Doug focuses on luxury real estate through brokerage property technology, or as they call it, prop tech, and property management services. The company maintains over 100 offices in New York, South Florida, Southern California, Aspen, Greenwich, and Massachusetts, with approximately 7,700 agents. Through Doug's alliance with Knight Frank Residential, its network extends to 60 countries across six continents. Doug's PropTech investments fall underneath New Valley Ventures, which seeks to leverage proven legacy technologies, while also selectively partnering with early-stage disruptive PropTech companies to support their real estate brokerage and service operations. Fully owned PropTech platforms include MyDouglas Portal, Element Everywhere, MyLearning, and Element Essentials. Doug invests in non-ownership stake of the following PropTech ventures, including ReChat, Purlin, Humming Homes, MoveEasy, Fixify, EV Passport, Ilt, Personify, AI, the Lab Prop Tech Fund, MetaProptech Venture Capital Fund, and Camber Creek Venture Capital Fund. These venture investments amount to less than 1% of Doug's $534 million in total assets. Doug's traditional real estate operations fall into the following lines of business. Sales, marketing, property investment, property management, full-service title insurance, escrow services, and mortgage services. Under sales and marketing, Doug's DEDM division tailors its marketing to high-end international real estate clients, using its partnership with Frank Knight Residential to source clients. Property management occurs mainly through the management of 360 New York properties, 
representing approximately 56,000 units. In April 2021, the company acquired a 50% interest in Biscayne Mortgage LLC, which considers or which conducts business as ClearPath Mortgage. ClearPath will originate mortgage loans, including both purchase and refinancing transactions, to be sold in the market to mortgage companies and governmental sponsored enterprises. Valuation. Tobacco companies currently trade at mid-teens price-to-earnings valuation. Philip Morris trades at 19 times current earnings, with Altria Group Inc. at 17 times earnings, and British American Tobacco trading at 11 times earnings. VGR will likely trade at a lower multiple for two reasons. First, VGR sells bottom-shelf brands and maintains single-digit market share in the tobacco industry. Second, VGR maintains a complex business model, despite the recent Doug spinoff. VGR continues its real estate ventures through ownership interest in nearly $100 million in primarily New York City luxury real estate, making the company difficult for investors to value and lacking a clear business stratagem. Given New York City's slowing and even declining population, In the wake of the government's COVID control measures, New York City real estate may be impaired for the foreseeable future. Furthermore, increasing interest rates as a Fed response to high inflation could bring property values down across the U.S. For the reasons above, and given VGR's debt of $1.6 billion to its $1.4 billion in assets, a mid-range single-digit P.E. ratio for VGR, based on its trailing two-year earnings of $100 million, is probably appropriate. Doug can reasonably be valued at low double-digit PE of its 2020 Form 20F pro forma earnings of $92 million. Other publicly traded brokers traded the following PE multiples, with Marcus and Milchap, Inc. at 18 times earnings, Rheology, which includes Sotheby's and Coldwell Banker, at 13 times earnings, and Remax at 43 times earnings, Doug's focus on New York City real estate could, like the analysis above, be a net liability given the city's declining demographics. However, this may be balanced out by at least two other factors. First, Doug is diversifying its presence into growing markets, such as Florida, Texas, and Colorado. And second, they focus on wealthy clientele who may represent a more stable customer base in Doug's existing markets. Doug investments into prop tech can be viewed as an option in low-cost, high-return business lines in, in the future, but projecting if, when, or how valuable those prop tech cash streams will be is impossible to know. For these reasons, a mid-teens PE is probably appropriate for Doug going forward. Added random thoughts. VGR's capital allocation over the last decade appears average at best. Page 53 of VGR's 2020 annual report displays a breakdown of their real estate holdings. Comparing net cash invested to carrying value of each property as of 12-31-2020 and giving due consideration to the holding period for each property indicate little flair for capital allocation on behalf of VGR's management. Additionally, VGR increased its shares outstanding from $117 million in 2011 
to 152 million currently against nearly stagnant earnings per share growth. Doug's Form 20F pro forma earnings of 92 million should be viewed with skepticism, as Doug reported a net loss for the several years leading up to the pre-spinoff number and is yet to prove capable of converting its 750 million of average revenue into reported earnings. On a final humorous note, VGR's chairman highlighted the company's COVID response in 2020 shareholder letter, noting the shutdown of factories, added cleaning protocols as a support of their focus on health and safety, all while simultaneously touting record cigarette and tobacco product sales. Conclusion With VGR trading at a $1.8 billion market cap and Doug trading at $700 million, both companies appear appropriately valued. Furthermore, neither company appears to be a wonderful business selling at a fair price or even an average business selling at a great price. Unless the price of one or both businesses declines significantly, I won't look to add either to my holdings. All right, that wraps up episode two, and thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with another spinoff summary and valuation.